opinion. Yeah, but who are you to tell me a movie is good? Because I think a lot. Of I am the world's smartest man. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, this is the podcast streaming in your ear about comedy, concerts, and beer. Pilsner, sloggers, and IPAs. Liquid courage just to take the stage. Backstage pass, got you feeling right. And everyone's welcome like an open mic. Getting drunk, waiting for the last man to fall. When it's time to take a shot, we yell, Cannonball! Joe's got you smiling from ear to ear. Our beverage of choice is beer, man, beer. Get back and relax while the beer foam settles. Now here's your hosts, Johnny Benson and Keg Kettles. I'm drinking a beer. Beer man, beer. What is happening, everybody? It's the Beer Man Beer Podcast. Oh, that's a really good bad beer. Uh, how Sorry. is the bad beer, Keg Kettles? It leaves like a like a burning sensation in my throat. Maybe I should go see a doctor. Oh, right. Well, hey, check us out. We are on Instagram. We are on Spotify. Follow us and uh find out all things that are going on with us. We have a special guest in studio today from the Time Has Come podcast. You can also hear that the time has come on Spotify as well. A man who I performed many stages with, traveled and performed, shared the mic many times. It's good to share the mic with Keith. Sounds like a rush tune. That's me. That's it. Hello, everyone. Hello. This is a a very manly environment for me. My dick is far too small to be in an Algonquin round table of beer and belching and manlyhood. So thank you for allowing me to the adult table this day. The adult table. That's it. You're always welcome at the adult table. Now, Now, John, have you ever uh, been excluded from the adult table? Ever uh, in your uh, life? Well, when, you know, I had that kid Thanksgiving table. That that sucked, right? Well, thankfully. Did you have one? I never uh, had one. Uh, d- d- dependent. I'm not not at home, but like going into other people's houses and stuff. I guess. Extended family and visits. Actually, myself, I I never had too many problems with it because I was born looking like an 80 year old man. Oh. So the assumption would be that I would sit with grandma and talk about, yeah, you know, the, the the New Deal and whatnot, and I would watch with great desire the tiny cherub children sitting akimbo with their pre-cut meals. Akimbo. Uh, is that African? <laughs> Tribal, perhaps. Indeed. So, yeah, Johnny and I met long ago in the, the wind-tossed, dusty memories of the 90s. That's in it, a planet man. far, far glory away. days for a while. We were in the improv troops together. And, uh... Yeah, the, the, the secret origin story there is that uh, two dear friends of mine were a part of John's uh, improv group, and they showed me proudly a tape of... Some bullshit you all did at a synagogue, and they were very proud of it, and even now I find great shame and embarrassment in their pride. But as I stared, I said, hey, there are some hot girls in this group. You think I might join this organization? There was some hot girls. Yeah, yeah. and from that humble point of origin, I went and started listening in on your your uh, improv sessions, and you invited me in like the loving mother bear that you are. Oh, uh, loving mother bear. That's it. That's so cute. much honey. And uh, <laughs> we saw the best and the worst of the tri-state area during our adventures. Absolutely. And we had a really cool group of people. We had a girl who looked just like uh, Chris Farley. Yes, we did, Libby. Yes. <laughs> I, I do recall she, that. I, I assume she's that. as dead as Chris Farley now. She kind of fell off the radar. 
And May we, she rest in peace. We had the preppy chick with a butch haircut, the uh, kind of quintessential. Uh, she was the girl who actually caught my eye. I yeah, said, that, that is the future Mrs. Keith Field. Yeah, the one that got Alas, away. time and tide and all that jazz. Of course, and we'd, uh, we had Alien Dave, we had the Freako from Puerto Rico. Oh, he was magnificent. Yes. That boy was made of rubber. <laughs> and where is he now, Johnny? Uh, right now, I last I seen him, he was bodybuilding and uh, went... He's a vegan bodybuilder. full vegan, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's far too mundane of an answer. Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to hear that he was you know, on the run from authorities and leaving a stream of dead bodies behind him somewhere in the Midwest. Oh, Keith. hey, that could be possible. Keith, well, you, that you could never be possible. vegan, would you? Cold day in hell, my friend. The the first of my many personality traits that I will share with your your mighty audience is I have the palate of a five-year-old child, despite looking 400 years old. Well, well, I got a beer for you. Okay. I got a beer. If you have the palate. All right. Because I I do not eat vegetables, most fruits. I I eat basic meat, sugary things. Uh, no green vegetable of any kind has passed my lips You've since I was five or six vegetable. years old. Not Ooh. since I was five or six years old. Oh, wow. Indeed. So I'm the anti-vegan. I'm anti-vegan as well. Boom. You don't eat green vegetables either. Oh, I do. Right. See, but there, there's a gradient of dialogue there. There's anti, and then there's the anti, like hey. anti-Christ. Ah. So I would be the anti-vegan. That's it. Even bread kind of bothers me. Not enough meat in the bread. <laughs> Unless you go to Rocco's in New Haven, where you can get a nice chicken bread with nice pork and fat in it. That's that delicious. sounds appropriate to me. I can embrace that sort of bread. It is as far from vegetable as a bread can get. Absolutely. I like to embrace it on every Thursday. You know what else is it's far from vegetable? Yummy. What's that? This beer we're having from Fallen Timbers Brewing <laughs> from our good buddies, Tyler and Kenzie, made us a blueberry donut wheat beer. This is just magnificent. It looks delicious already. We haven't tasted it yet. Yeah, this is a new one. New beer. It actually has a purplish color. It does. So, uh, oh, it fits the blueberry donut. Blueberry donut. No, hold, hold on, hold on. It's a booberry donut. The name of it is booberry donut. Is it really? It's seasonal on top of being donut flavored? Yes. Magnificent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the, uh, the booberry cereal. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. Well, now, if there's any copyright infringements on that. There's the question, though. Is it a donut that was made with blueberry cereal? Because now we're like three steps into deconstruction. No, no it was not. No, well, I cereal... won't lie to you. I'm kind of pissed now. <laughs> but uh, I talked to Tyler yesterday. He said there's about 15 smashed donuts in the recipe. How with, delicious with, is with that? With fresh blueberries. Are you ready to take a taste? I would like to see... Keith Field. Oh, I stand ready. Go, go right for a taste now. Oh, okay. I, I want to see your reaction. Just Thanks. tasting now. A little right. taste. Mmm. Keith's going in. Ah. Mm. Mm. Let's see. Let's see. Now this there blueberry. Is. There it is. Is 5.3 ABV. Oh, wow. There is that point at which the, the imparted flavor kicks in. It didn't take long, and I definitely get that donut taste. Of course, I would have rather it was made with blueberry cereal. But I can forgive that. There was some real craft there. This is good. Mm-hmm. You said Keg Kettles, you have a taste yet? I have not. Go so I'm, I'm just kind of diving into uh, what this is all about. Now, yes, you are correct. There were 15 donuts that were uh, used, as long as well as uh, six pounds of blueberries and fermentation. Wow, man. Tyler and Kenzie went all out with this brew. You know, I'd like to put this beer up to other blueberries. Other blueberries. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of blueberry beers. Sometimes they're hit, sometimes they're missed. But right here, we've, we've had, had some. Uh, we've had some good blueberries coming up to this point. Well, which are beat with the donut? 
That's it. I'm going to go in for a little sniff. Ooh, that's good. I, I think it's good. Yep. Wow. That's nice. Now, mm -hmm. if you want to taste Fallen Timbers, you've got to find them on Instagram, reach out to them, and they will bring beer to you. That's nice. Now, now here's my question: As someone who is is not a, a beer aficionado, not not an yeah, expert, not, not a yet. not a manly man on your level, give us an hour and you'll. we'll I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. I appreciate that. Do you think that the brewmasters of old, back in the old country, do, do you think they stood around before the great keg, and do you think Lars cried out to Hans, Hans, wasn't your daughter's birthday last week? Bring me what is left of her birthday cake. Let us soak it inside the mighty keg. This will produce the Prussian flavors that our masters demand. Do you think that's something that went on back in the day? No, because probably had stricter rules then. And well, you know, it's, it's one of those things that hits me. You know, nothing just comes out of a vacuum. It would be vain to think that the thoughts of... That may have been where it all started. Putting breakfast cereal and grilled cheese in our beer is oh, a construct of the past few years. Or, I mean, hey, listen, we've had beer with uh, made with ribs. There you go. Yes. And that was some good stuff. You know, that was figgy piggy, by the way. Figgy piggy, yes. That was pretty damn good to me. <laughs> well, you know what? You need to come with us to uh, Bull and Barrel in uh, Brewster, New York. I stand ready. I need more donut drink. This is some good donut because drink. Because you, you like the ribs, right? More than like them. I they love them. Built me into the healthy dynamo I am today. <clears throat> now, back to this beer. Yep. This is very tasty. That's good stuff, man. Mmm. I do like it. Tyler and Kenzie. It's crisp. They hit one out of the park with us. Everything that we've had from them so far has knocked it out of the park. So follow uh, Fallen Timbers Brewing on Instagram. Send them a message if you want to taste their beer. Count Vindelai's daughter is getting married in the fall. <laughs> Let us go ahead and throw some cupcakes into the keg. It would be most appropriate. See, I don't think that went on in 1497. No, no. I, I, but, but did it? Did some version of it go on? I don't know, because not even in the 80s, I mean, no one was coming up with these innovative beer That's flavors. That's true. You know? It was all better. Yeah. Miller Lite and Bud Light. The whole idea of throwing Twinkies in your beverage is relatively new, I Well, I'll say this about this beer. You know, like when you go to a donut shop and you get that old-fashioned... Yeah. So here we have the old-fashioned donut with the blueberries in it. It kind of, it's, it's nostalgic. This is very tasty. I mean, everything that we've had from them so far, the uh, peaches and scream, that was delicious. Yeah. And also the strawberry milkshake, another winner. So we can add this to the list of uh, winners. Some good beer indeed. Based on my limited experience, these donut brewers get a thumbs up from the Keith School of Ideas. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know what, too? I, I always thought that, and this is based on my understanding, that when brewers threw, like, donuts and stuff, it was just gimmicky. But in fact, th this wasn't gimmicky. No, he actually did it. This hit it, yeah. You can taste the donut. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, before we even go into solid, not solid, I'll go for solid. Oh. That was some tasty blue. All right. I love the color of it. It was such a great purple color. Yeah, and now, um, now, Keg, you remember uh, back in the day, Keith Field and myself performed improv at a special should, party should for we you go? back in the day. What <laughs> party of your are you referring that to? That was um, we actually did a Jack and Jill party. 
Oh, right. Wait, 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 wait. Is it, is, it, is it a Jacques and Jill party or a Jack and Jill party? I believe Jack and Jill. Jack we, and we Jill? Stand they went up the hill. Our, 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 Did they ever fall back? This nation. The, uh, they're both dead now. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, Are they I really? remember that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's We're the surrounded way of all by flesh. death. And donut beverages. Yeah, yeah, we did that for a while there, Johnny, and then that morphed into uh, murder mysteries. Murder mysteries. Yeah, we, we worked in the murder. Now I do recall the murder mysteries. Do you ever add one of the murder mysteries? I try to think. They were pretty fun. I it, I don't recall being at one of your murder mysteries. We we went all over the tri-state with those. There was a gangster compound. That that's the, probably the one that I remember the the most lovingly. Uh, yeah. When I was forced to crush my ample frame into a medium Elvis jumpsuit to play the part of uh, We got on this right. Delvis the Disco Elvis. That's it. You were the Disco Elvis. So we had we never had a real script. We had like a layout of what our characters were going to be. Indeed. And, of course, we, we, we'd cringe when we saw who we were going to be. <laughs> Dis- Delavis the Disco Elvis. And the, the, the shtick was we were putting on some sort of disco competition for this, this clutch, this wealthy family. We pull up to Zion Boulevard, and we see an armed encampment. And uh, it, it's a pretty interesting and terrifying story. But to cut to the quick, I had to play the part of this Elvis character... I'm not a small man. No, but you had a small Elvis suit. The suit was quite small. So I fought against all of God's will and managed to crush myself into that suit. I was a a great and hideous sausage of a man. (laughs) But in order to make it work in any way, to strip off every last stitch of clothing I had otherwise. So this white suit is being so pulled against my ample frame, you could see every hair, every muscle, every curvature. At the end of the show, and they enjoyed the show, a uh, thug comes up to me. He's like, let me tell you something, dude. If you wear that shit, you got balls. And I know because I can see him straight through that crush. <laughs> that, to me, was the glowing golden moment of our time Your together, balls John. Are showing. Mm-hmm. Was this the one where the kids were feeding you steak sandwiches? That's correct. I was very hungry and saw that they had a gigantic display of filet mignon sliders. <laughs> if you want to win the competition, why don't you go ahead and start stuffing Elvis full of that tasty meat sandwich? <laughs> the kids were running up and bringing you. And, and ultimately, you know, through, through the filter of the past, uh, imagining my, my grotesque white frame dancing through a gangster's living room with a filet mignon sandwich in each hand may have been my proudest moment but isn't that how Elvis died holding that type I, of I would sandwich? suggest that that is how he truly lived <laughs> oh. so John thank oh, you man. for being the gatekeeper for that adventure yeah yeah I, I mean, maybe I was always hoping for a reunion but I don't know if we could get the whole old band back together again yeah. time and tide has carried time us to and, and fro some people we don't see anymore you know but uh, but we do get to see you and of course your best friend Josh yes you have a, a podcast yes, called we The do. Time Has Come the, the what has brought me to this this house of manliness and donuts is that I've recently <laughs> returned to Connecticut from time away and my podcasting buddy and I Josh we have uh, gotten our little group back together again. Uh, the podcast is called The Time Has Come. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on thetimehascome.net and also iTunes. And it's more or less a pop culture uh, slanted take of our, our wondrous and important observations on, on the workings. Oh, man. Painful stories about our pasts. We laugh. We love. We grow. And as we came back, Johnny said, hey, we need to go out to dinner. 
Hey, That's why don't it. you cross over and come on to our podcast? So, like one of those wondrous episodes of Happy Days when Mork <laughs> would show up, here I am. I am Mork to your Fonzie. That's it. Happy Days. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I was looking for a cry towel. My favorite Happy Days episodes were with Pat Morita. The real Al. That's it. Most certainly. <laughs> Anytime Pinky Tuscadero was discussed, I, I always felt something important was going on. Because even as a boy of five or six, I realized that this is the most sexually potent woman in all of... What was Where were they again? Oh my God! Milwaukee, Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee, Milwaukee yeah. Yeah, of course. It's Milwaukee. been such a long time since I've considered Happy Days. I actually drew a blank. Uh, that was enough to to give me the five year old chub. You know, nice. Here is the most potent woman in all of Milwaukee. And of course, you know the origin point of the term "jump the shark" came from Happy Days. But that episode was very exciting. Very the, exciting. A Fonzie crossing swords with nature itself. Well. Oh. Brings tears to the eyes. Now you had an interesting trip over here in Shelton. Do you, do you enjoy your uh, rides in the mean streets of uh, it was the valley? Terrifying. I will tell you that when I came off Route Eight, you're immediately <laughs> spilled off into a, a tiny sliver of, of urban sprawl. And I looked to my left, and I saw a massage parlor. So that immediately registers with me as a as a fan of the old jerk and squirt. <laughs> There were, there were two, yeah, two problems with this massage parlor. The first was, Hold of on. course... Two problems? What? It was like an, a legit massage parlor? Well, that's part of the answer, but number one, Did it was closed. a long time? <laughs> the windows had been newspapered over. But the other was its primary purpose was on the glass. It's a Swedish massage. They spelled Swedish with an A. <laughs> <laughs> this may be one of the contributing factors to the joint closing down. And so, denied a pre-podcast bit of explosion, I drove on, found my way through the streets, and said, maybe I'll get something to eat before I, I stop in. And as I told the two of you, I, I pulled into a plaza, there was a little Italian restaurant, and I heard the words... <sighs> I, sh I shudder to say, I'm too much of a gentleman, I'm too much of a gentleman. Fuck you, you fat bitch. They were talking and, to you. And you? I thought there was an 8% chance they were talking to me. I, I, I am nothing if not a, a feminine flower 8%, at times. Right. Checked it, realized it was not. Two of the employees who I assume were family, I assume I was watching a family in crisis, were coming out of one of the businesses. I won't even say which, but it was adjacent to the restaurant. This man was unloading with elemental rage and fury upon this poor woman. And to if, me, I'm very surprised about that. Well, you, as it turns out, know which business it was. Yes, indeed. I, I will say that the woman was standing in, just shell-shocked from this verbal abuse in a row of ghastly old men who were smoking cigarettes outside of the Italian restaurant were hanging on every word. I decided to extricate myself from the situation. Would that I could have returned to the sweet embrace of the Swedish massage ah. or, or Swedish massage. But alas, Shelton had other plans for me. <laughs> uh, I don't want anything that that ruin is cooking. And so I arrived at your palatial estate. Now we got another beer in our flight. Now this beer, we were kind of... Uh, Went for a whiff of it. Didn't really when the can was opened, the words "dog shit" and "raw garbage" <laughs> may have found their way into the exchange. So, so my my, right. my praise to the brewer right off the bat. Uh, in that spirit of 
that uh, old brewer in the old country back in 1492. It's like, hey, Hans, do your daughter, do they still have that cat? <laughs> Bring some of the litter up to throw into the keg. I think it will impart a wondrous new flavor. So now we stand with what is it actually? All right, well, this here is... Jake's, Jake's looking it up. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> well then, we lacking shot? the official no. title, the Hold on. I, I think no. I, I think kitty litter brings got, it a certain dignity. Uh, uh, is it I've cannonball time? Uh, cannonball. <laughs> applause. Cannonball applause. Time. There was too much confusion. <laughs> we need to take a break. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, we just shit all over this freaking. <laughs> well, well, the good thing is we haven't said what it is yet. <laughs> I know, thankfully. <laughs> On to other news. <laughs> I don't think it can be said that we shat all over it. They did that the moment they brewed this horror show. As soon as I cracked the can open, oh my goodness, it smelled like a bag of dog shit. All right. Hey, you want to find out what this beer is? We'll anyway. I don't think we're going to tell them. No? All right. I don't, I don't think Cowards. we can. Cowards. We can't. We can't. As I would want to know, if I am the master brewer, I want to know that maybe I fell short of strawberry shortcake. They think it smells like cat shit. <laughs> okay, so listen. So I can amend the next batch. This is what we're going to do. We're going to shift gears. We're going, we're going to second. And then we're going to shift to third. We're going to take a break, as we are right now. And we're, we're going to scratch this beer, and we're going to move on to another beer. Okay. All right. Very well. Are you sure? Okay. I am positive. I defer to your wisdom, uh, gentlemen. Are we, gonna, are we but, tasting it? But also... We should taste it, at least. Also, we're going Cannonball. Cannonball. No, we're not even going to taste it. Cannonball. I I don't think we should... We, we can't recover from that. Uh, we'll see what happens when we come back. Cannonball. 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 <laughs> Recovering from a brutal beer. It's time for a shot. I don't know. I kind of want the memory of the cat shit flavored beer to last forever. I think it will. <laughs> it's still lingering in my mouth. I gotta wash it down with this cannonball quickly. It's cannonball time. All right then. Salute. Salute, everybody. Cheers. Chairs, tables, and lamps. Woo! Well, that was creamy. It's like a birthday cake. Yes. Ooh, that was delicious. Gunther would be proud. Ah, very nice. All right, so to recover from that. By the way, that was whipped cream vodka we just drank. Mm. That was pretty damn magnificent. That was, that was very tasty. That nice cool whip flavor to it. Mm. Figured mm. we'd try something different. Some nice heavy cream in that. Mm. Okay, so to recover from what we just tried to taste, it, this is from Bull and Barrel. Nice. And this is their Country Bumpkin. Country Bumpkin Pumpkin. Country Bumpkin Pumpkin. pumpkin. Thank you. Light. Thank you. Yeah. Am I going for a taste? I'm going for a taste. It's nice. Do it to it. Now, this is tis the season to be fall, correct? That's getting there. And everybody's posting pumpkin, 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 pumpkin. Correct. 
And you know what? I'm kind of done with the whole pumpkin thing, even when it comes to fall. Give me something other than pumpkin. Well, Give me something nice, cinnamony, kind of spicy. Not so much pumpkin. I mean, I already seen Dunkin' Donuts pumpkin. I want everybody's it. pushing pumpkin. Sorry. Rotting elm leaf. These are the other t- flavors of the fall. <laughs> oh, rotting elm leaf. <laughs> and don't forget maple and your birch as well. So going in for a taste. All right. Going in for a taste. Here going we go. For the taste. Keg is, mm. Look at that. Keg is, pumpkin. Does this hit you in the face with pumpkin or what? No. no. I will do the same. You get a nice cinnamon. Um, That's kind of delicious. Oh, there we go. So you get like a nice cinnamon clove. You don't get so much pumpkin. And I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So you get the taste of fall, but you don't get the, the pumpkin. Like, totally punch you in the face. Like, here, it's pumpkin again. You don't taste like a pumpkin pie. It's like the beverage heard you and beggared off on the pumpkin. No, he wants the <laughs> other flavors. He wants water-damaged leaf. But no, this is quite good. Mm. This, is good. this reminds me of a nice walking through Jones pumpkin patch. Now what, what did we drink before this? Or are we not going to say the name of the beer? because we don't? We're not going to say the beer. No, but what were some of the flavors in that glass? Well, right what? off the bat, poo-poo and pee-pee. <laughs> we, were, we were supposed to get a nice tarty cherry and plum. Oh. And what we got was a crap in our mouth. That is correct. Yeah, that was brutal. And the smell, when we cracked open the can, um, I'm going to go with, smell like trash. No, that was the first thing I, I thought. Yeah. Driving so, past the junkyard. Yeah. And I, I got to smell like a, like a wet bag of dog shit. As a citizen of Naugatuck, I can tell you, it was the smell of Naugatuck by evening. Uh, so there you go. The smell of shit. Back in Naugatuck, Keith Field. That is correct. The birthplace of Naugahyde. The only town in existence that was too broken and backward to sustain a 7-Eleven. In what community does a fucking 7-Eleven ever close? I'll tell you where. The birthplace of Naugahyde, Naugatuck, Connecticut. It's a dying town. And and the Naugies became extinct because of the Naugahyde. That is correct. That's correct. Their annual running is now a thing of memory and yore. But when you do drive through Naugatuck, you get a nice whiff of, uh, you know, poison that has poisoned their rivers. Best to follow it up with the cat shit beer that we just yeah, enjoyed. Yeah. Now, you were away. How, where, 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 where were you for a while? Well, I, I went to the blighted lands of South Dakota. Oh. Now, you may ask yourself, why? And I, I don't want to bring why? down... Well, why? Why did you Now go? you're asking everyone. I The last family that I have is in South Dakota. And after my last family out here passed, I said, well, you know what? There's nothing really grounding me here. At the invitation of my family in the lands of South Dakota, I shall go forward and I shall forge anew. It'll be nice to have folks... Basically, other folk, other family at holiday time and all the rest of it. You start longing for that as the family passes on. Did you see Rushmore? I did not. Why not? It's several hours away from where I was. I was in Sioux Falls, which is the one bastion of civilization out in that land. I will tell you in short that I hated it like poison. Unless you're going out there to hunt wolverines or farm, there's no reason to be in South Dakota. And when I made the decision to move back... There was a a long and convoluted series of issues with my mover, who turned out to be a criminal. 
And so, as Odin sacrificed his eye for wisdom at the Well of Weird so long ago, I sacrificed everything I owned in the name of returning to Connecticut. Which included a ton of Legos, right? Well, my Lego collection was indeed a brick temple that led high into heaven. And that temple now is being rebuilt. Uh, It's not hyperbole. Everything I owned was lost in a moving kerfuffle. I do not expect to receive any of it anew. And so, like the phoenix of old, I spread my wings, and I am reborn. In what tasty sup am I given to wash away the bitters of my move? Beverages that smell like and taste like cat shit. So thank you, gentlemen. I like the word kerfuffle. (laughs) Yes. It is all about us, and my kerfuffles are many. What a great word. Now, I will say... We need to use more words, more... Well, that's, that's what I more, can provide more you. More dignified yes. words. You can give me beverages tasting of poo-poo. I can give you a more well-rounded vocabulary. Johnny, we need a more well-rounded vocabulary. Here, here's a, a, a less grim tale of South Dakota, though. There, there is one thing in South Dakota that I, I fell in love with. Indians? Uh, any answer I give to the negative will sound terrible. So instead, I'll just carry on and say there is a chain in South Dakota. And I'm talking feather, not dot. That is correct. You are talking Native Americans. Native Americans, correct. I didn't have much chance to mix water with the Native Americans because as soon as COVID began, the governor had an armed lockdown militia trap the Indians on their reservations. This is not hyperbole or a joke, but we want to avoid such political matters. It's enough to know that things in South Dakota are awfully damn creepy. So beyond such nightmare stories, there is a chain of restaurants that you boys would fall in love with. I'm I'm fairly comfortable with that. Hmm. It is called Pizza Ranch. Pizza Ranch. Pizza Ranch. Pizza? I like pizza and I like ranch. Pizza Ranch is a serious... I don't know if I like ranch on my pizza, though. And you'd have the opportunity to find out. Can there. I get blue cheese? You most certainly can. Okay. Here, it's an all-you-can-eat pizza, ranch, uh, pizza restaurant. Very inexpensive. Now, on this ranch, are there horses? As a matter of fact, horses are well represented at Pizza Ranch. Now, is it on your pizza, or is it actually in the no, stall? No horse pizza. That's no something horse left pizza. to the conjecture and judgment of our betters. But I will tell you that in addition... Well, because I don't know if I want to eat a horse. I mean, I, I've used horse. We just on drank paper. shit. Okay, there, there is no boundary for you. You will no, eat a no, horse pizza. No, there's boundary for me. Listen, listen, this this pizza chain. It's, well, because yeah, I understand. You I look at a horse. I don't want to eat a horse. Maybe to ride a horse. Maybe used a horse for like gluing paper together. Speaking as a carnivore who has never eaten a green vegetable, because you, you want to sample all of the meats of the cultural vine. That includes horses. Yeah, Join me. Now, let's go back to a time back in the 80s when McDonald's was busted for using horse meat in their uh, burgers. Now, Am is I that correct? true or is that fable? Or is that kangaroo? Oh, uh, man. I, I think it was actually babies a... from third world countries, and it oh. did not still my oh. consumption of hamburgers. Because back in the 80s, they were 50 cents each. Now, uh, now also... So bring on you, the horses, I say. Now, also, when you think about it, the McNuggets, didn't they have maggots in them? Wasn't that something back in the 80s? The McNuggets had maggots? I, I, I was going to say they used to put them in a styrofoam container, but that's heads and fucking tails from maggots in the McNuggets. <laughs> well, they did put them in styrofoam containers as well. They tasted better in the styrofoam. You know, I'm, I'm here you're to right maintain. Yeah. You are correct about But that. I don't know about the maggots, but I'll forgive them because it's my default thing at McDonald's. Now, of Pizza Ranch, I'll say this. All you can eat pizza, a variety of different pizzas, perhaps horse. Uh, but also... And but I, I like blue cheese, not ranch. You'll have the option. Okay. But also, all you can eat fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and gravy. Whoa. Because there you go, boys. 
I'm in. So, Mr. Keith, his first well, we action. We need to go on a field trip, Johnny. <laughs> South Dakota. That's it. So, I come back to Connecticut. I want to see Rushmore. I say to a friend, I think I now know why I've been put on this earth. I'm going to open the first pizza ranch in Connecticut. Also Sturgis. Well, that's another story. We do the research. Can't open a pizza ranch east of Pennsylvania. Why is that? Because Pizza Ranch has a terrible secret beyond the possibility of horse taking the place of pepperoni. Okay, so let's go to Pennsylvania. I like Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is great. I mean, my family came from my my family came from Scranton. Well, if we decide—that's where Joe Biden's from. If we decide, as the poet said, how great is that? To marry our fortunes together, perhaps a trip to Pennsylvania is in order. I like Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is great. Hershey Park. On the their, oh, Hershey Park, I'll tell you. The Hershey birthplace Park. of chocolate? I mean, your chocolate isn't my peanut butter, your peanut butter is not my chocolate. You are not allowed to open east of Philadelphia because everything east of Philadelphia and west of a certain point in the Midwest is, according to their website, godless country. This is because oh. the secret of Pizza Ranch is it is a Christian mission. Well, listen, It was never a restaurant. Hold on, Connecticut. Soylent Green is people. Connecticut is godless. Well, Absolutely. that's it's run why, by Democrats. That's why we cannot open a pizza ranch here. Anyway. So, ladies and gentlemen, take to the streets in revolt if you would like a pizza ranch in Connecticut. I would indeed like one. I have a food boner right now. Uh, it was the one good thing in that land. But now I'm, I have returned to a land where there is shit. We need to make here. a pizza ranch. It starts with revolt. Now, can we call it like pizza ranch and, and like misspell ranch? Well, you always have that option. Or, or hold on, we can go a pizza ranch. How's that? If the world... Because in Connecticut, you can only find a beats. You can't find pizza. You can you can only find a beats. If the world of porn has taught us anything in the past 10 years, you can call anything you want anything else. Just put the word parody after the title. Oh. Star Wars, a porn parody. I, I This flies in the face of everything I understand about copyright law, but I embrace it. Oh, yes, I do. For I would not deny myself again the cultural meats of the pornographic vine. Speaking of Star Wars. Cannibal. So... <laughs> Pizza Ranch, the parody. <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, though, I'm gonna get that cannonball. The speaking of Star Wars, how do you feel about that last movie? Oh, come it, on! Speaking have, of wet garbage, we not, <laughs> we've not nerded out enough. Oh, please! You have no idea oh, the depths of nerdery goodness. old man Keith can bring you to. But uh, but if we're gonna talk about cat shit and wet garbage, let that be my summary of the last Star Wars film. A thing that was not a movie at all. I'm Just random noises meant to break my heart. Ah, uh, no one liked it, huh? Hold on, I'm going to sniff my can of beans over here. All right, I'm so, back. So they really are beans. I thought it was rabbit turds. No, it's coffee. Okay, you've only right? seen like five movies, right? You're not a movie person? I don't like going to the movies because of people that bring COVID. Well, that's so, understandable, but let, let's well, throw the, COVID, the net yeah. wider. Even before COVID, people sneeze and cough and stuff all over stuff, and I, I, I just don't appreciate it. As a movie person, that if okay. I, I self-identify, movies are a huge part of my life, I agree with you 110%. I I'm like a feel, booger-phobe. <laughs> I think one of the good things that came out of COVID was the realization of, you know what? Fuck movie theaters. I will yeah. watch new movies at home, and then I don't have to worry about the boogers, the sneezes, you know what I and the watch? rest of it. I want to watch Bill and Ted. I want to watch the new one. Keith has seen Bill and Ted. I have. I want to see the new Bill and Ted. No spoiler review? I I could give you a non-spoiler review. I will say this. Bill and Ted 1 and 2 are two of my favorite, goofy, beloved movies ever. They're just perfect. This falls way short of those two, but its heart is in the right place. How's that? Is that sweet? Not too pretentious? Nice surface review. 
and it has Samara weaving in it, and I'm kind of in love with Samara weaving. Always. And here's the problem. Where's, uh, well, I, I can't say this. Um, what's his name is dead. Uh, well, they give a loving tribute to Mr. Carlin. Yes. Uh, A.K.A. Mr. Carlin. George, George Carlin. By all means, but that's the point. Watch it on television. Screw going to the COVID farm. Hey, Johnny, this bullet barrel is great. Yeah. Well, how, do you like the, uh, the, the pumpkin beer? I enjoy it immensely. It has this captured really all good. of the flavor of the autumn this in, in one captured. mighty can. So, as of right now, two out of three, not so bad. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd say two out of three. Two out of three are really Boom. good. Two solid, two three. three really As Meatloaf sang so long ago, two out of three ain't bad. Ain't bad. Oh, man. Man. I gotta get your cannonball because it's called cannonball. If you're in for another. Go <laughs> prepare your cannonballery. Can't get that taste out of my mouth, Johnny. Which is that taste? That taste of cat poop in a bag. Really? I must have to wash it down with this cannonball. Cannonball time! Make it be done. We're cannonball. Salute. Uh. Cannonball with Keith Field for the Time Has Come podcast. Hi there. Oh, I had to wash that taste out, man. It's still bad. Oh yeah. I love the cannonball beverage. Tastes like whipped cream. I mean, listen. We've had a lot of bad beer on this on this podcast, but I think that might have been the top. I'm that so happy to have been the, here for that. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's 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 a. Uh, that was worse than the Frankenberry from Beard. Am I falling in line with that? Yeah. Yeah, we had a bad beer. We did not announce the name of the beer to uh, not embarrass anyway, but we had some good beer so far on the show. We had uh, Fallen Timbers Blueberry. Magnificent. The Wheat Ale. It was delicious. Donut Wheat Ale. So good. So yummy. And we're enjoying a pumpkin beer from Bull and Barrel. Very good as well. Pumpkin, pumpkin. All the flavors of the autumn in a can. Now again, that Country Bumpkin Pumpkin is a hint of pumpkin with a ton of spice. Notes including nutmeg, cinnamon, allspice, ginger, and clove. By the way, I shot. Um, I talked to Pete from Black Helmet Brewing, and he said next time we go down to the Bowl and Barrel, he wants to come to. I think we need a caravan. Yeah, yeah. So if you all listeners want to come with us, we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll pack a van. Actually, no. Uh, I talked to our good friend John Roman yesterday, and I rode in his new van yesterday. John Roman? He has a van. He has a van? A Japanese van. So, a Japanese van? So the steering wheel's on the other side. Compared to, I don't know, like, what other kind of van is there? No, I, I, well, no, he, like, he bought it from overseas, and it's, 
John Roman? Yes, everything's on the other side, so I drove it yesterday. Get out of here! And, uh, <laughs> John, so, how did it feel driving this bizarro world vehicle? Uh, it was it was That's very bizarre. Because I kept tr- trying to turn the blinker, every time I turned the blinker on, the windshield wipers would go on. <laughs> no, uh... It was wild. <laughs> hung out with some uh, former uh, guests on the show yesterday. Really? Yeah, I hung out with Jimmy Goldbeck and Kevin Field. Wow. That was like episode what ten? Yeah, and I, I I had this weird dream. We ended up at a nudie bar. I don't know if that was true or not, but that may have been true. John was any part of the Japanese van potentially a dream as well? No, that was real. Well, that's the part that mattered. Absolutely. Now I understand why your eyes are the way they are. And this this Kevin Field. Yes. Did you have a sense that he might be an unknown relation to myself? You kind of look alike. Well, there you go. It's my long lost brother. I will tell you that one of the curses of my my long and storied life is people. Uh, after, hey, well, who are you? I'm Keith Field. Ah, Kevin. Nice to meet you. It's always Kevin or Christopher. Ah, one of my you. many curses. So if I met this man, he would either be my sworn brother and I'd love him forever, or I should murder him on the spot. So there'd be that forever. much less confusion. But why not a cousin? Name. Why not a cousin? Eh, cousins have played out. The time of cousins have passed. So as we were saying before, you are a big movie guy. I am. And so hold on, we're still stuck on John Roman. Yes, Roman this, this in the Japanese reverse van. van. This is this is an appealing bit. Hold of Hold on, I want more on this van. All right, all right. Did it have a button that when you press it, it turned into a giant fighting robot? Because that's what I expect from a Japanese van. I, it's not a Decepticon. Okay. Ugh. I don't know. Man, how about an Autobot? Roman showed Either up. Either way, you're I two strikes to, in. I went to Milford Point Brewing. Okay. Yesterday. How was the band, by the way? The band was mediocre. Really? I will say, not the shit on local talent. Well, well, no names were, were involved in no, this, so I, you can, you can say band, whatever you want. But the band that happened to be playing did about an hour setup. Okay. They're supposed to be playing at 4, about 5.30 before they played a song. Wow. And that sucks. Roman showed up in his 18 weird van. I mean, the fact that Roman showed up is Roman just beyond me. Because yeah. he normally doesn't show up because he's sleeping. Yeah, that's true. He's a hard worker. He works uh, the, the graveyard shift at Costco there. Well, and, uh, well he's freaking lame. What? Come on, he's lame. Roman's not lame. Come Roman's on. lame. I have no opinion of Roman. I will he's abstain lame. from this conversation. You would enjoy Roman, I believe. His roommate. You would definitely enjoy his comes roommate. Comes out more than he does. Oh, Freedom Dennis? Yeah. Where did we see Freedom Dennis? We saw him at uh, Tavern on Point. Comedy show. Comedy Live show. Comedy. It was a good time. That was a great show. You going to do more? Yes, we're going to do more. You got to do more because it's true. Old man COVID should not silence the voice of comedy. Get out there, boy. Is that like old man winter? He's far worse. I never had to wear a mask in the winter. Guess what? You're going to have to do it now. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you think? Are we going to have Halloween or are the kids going to be? I think so. It's one of those things that's going to get a lot of like Facebook yattering and virtue signaling. But when it comes down to it, no one's going to stop you from putting your kid out on the street. Just all those kids, because <laughs> up to this point, it's <laughs> he stopped any of them pappies from pimping as we speak. No, I just dress your kid. Hey, up. baby, it's a cheap costume. <laughs> Everybody's a surgeon this year. Yes, <laughs> done. Oh, that's awesome. I never thought about it. I can only way. imagine you probably had some really good Halloween costumes. I had a very bored mother. Uh, all I ever wanted to be for Halloween was a guy with a knife. That was the dream. I, 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 I was raised on like, slasher like movies. Jason or a yeah, Michael. very much so. And I didn't even need that level of presentation. I just spray some blood on me, give me a knife, I'm a happy man. She would have none of it. So instead it was a succession of Christmas trees with working lights, a Pac-Man arcade game that really worked, 
anything. You know, I, I was what, what, a spider. Were, hold hold on. Ar- Let's go back to that. You were an arcade <laughs> game that worked? I was an arcade <laughs> game that worked, yes. Time there, out here. Hold on. There, there, there was a screen. You could you could move. You could play Keith Field. You could play Keith Field. More, more so than life has up to this point, yes. Oh, my God. Hit the start button and go. These were the costumes I had. Oh, the, oh, as I awesome. say, Christmas tree with ornaments and working lights. Uh, I was a spider. Now, that sounds close to the Halloween curl. But I had actual puppet arms, so That's depending cool. on how I moved my arm, the other arms would work as well. And yeah, I could carry my bag in one of the puppet arms. It wasn't enough to be a clown. I had to be a clown with this big exoskeleton thing going on. So there's this big wobbly clown, and there were little tricks and things built into the costume. This all, I'm sure, sounds lovely. I fucking hated all of it. I just wanted to be a guy with a knife. Really? Can that you, was I, the dream. I would have but... picked you to be a Halloween guy. Oh, I am. Can but, you but to me, a web? Any size. I I just wanted to be a murderer. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Why but a murderer? Me, because that's Halloween to me. Now John has mentioned oh. my love of movies. There are no movies I love more than grotesque, taboo, slasher exploitation movies. slasher films. Oh. So that's what I identified with from a young age. I want to be the killer from Final Exam. Right, okay, you I don't want to be a tree. I do like horror, Johnny. Yeah, I do. I do. So horror movies. What do you like better? The real, real scary ones or the the ones where the teenagers get slashed. I, I, I'm a renaissance man, John. I, I will take all comers. When it comes down to it, I, I have a great affection for exploitation cinema, so I do enjoy the hybrid porn slaughter death films of the 70s and 80s. Anything that feels taboo and is terribly acted. A and, lot of the B-flicks. And the B-movies. Yeah. But by the same token, I also very much enjoy the modern edge of terrifying, weird horror movies. Things like The Witch or Midsummer, The Thinkers. The, the things where you don't necessarily see a good deal of blood output. It's the things that are left to the imagination. So, yeah, horror, I, I could go on for hours about. I love the horror films. Uh, I, I like the Freddy versus Jason and that kind of stuff. But I'm right, not, absolutely. Like, like that's schlock. That's shit. But it's very fun, that's fun shit. Sh- it's good it shit. Very man. much is. Now, but, where are you falling, Blair Witch? I will tell you this: as someone who spends can easily freak themselves out in the woods. You know that the, the the quiet still of being deep in a forest can start to freak you out. Blair Witch scared the shit out of me when I saw it. You know, I gotta and, say, yeah, me too. Wait, all the yeah. follow-ups, and when I saw it after the fact, I was like, nah, not so much so. And you know, the more that, that it got out into the world, Blair Witch Two certainly was an abomination. Hold on, there was a Blair Witch Two. Oh, there was a Blair Witch Two. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh my goodness. There was even a recent remake, and that fell so wickedly how can short. You remake? Of the mark. A Blair Witch. By making the trees and the twig people alive. That instead of just... You the, can't remake something like that. Of course not. Though. Instead of just passing the creepy twig person hanging off the tree, instead giant tree monsters are infecting people with burrs. There's nothing scary about that. It so misses the mark. But the original, the way it was presented, the marketing... I, I can remember going the night before I went to see it, watching on the Sci-Fi Channel the special about the Blair Witch that made it seem as though it was real that was discussing the missing characters from the film. You don't get that kind of presentation. So you're walking in. It's like, okay, now the film is the payoff. Scare the living shit out of me. Wow. I never saw it. Oh, Johnny, no. I mean, did it have the girl with the camera with the snot running down her face? Oh, such a wonderful scene. And if I might say, I I, I That's classic, I can name at least three pornographic parodies of the film that have done such honor to that scene, especially. I can only imagine. Uh, Now, but that aside, (laughs) 
poor Heather in the camera. No, I love the Blair Witch. I, I thought it was one of the, the best things ever. Uh, but that's what I'm talking about. The uh, Do you have a favorite horror movie of all time, John? As you, you throw your gaze back. Oh, Are you invested man. enough into the land of horror? Throw his gaze I'm, not, back. I'm, not as, I'm not invested enough. To that's, have a, a, that's, a, that's a horror film bordering oh, on a crime against humanity. Oh. Like for me, for me, I, I like like uh, like Dream Warriors and all that kind of shit. Well, yeah. I thought, well John, this is where we can find some common ground. Now, Dream Warriors now, do you an like exceptional the Dream Warriors injury. because of the music? The music. Ain't gonna dream no more. That's yeah, it. That's some solid yeah, stuff there, dude. Rockin' with Doc and kind of sucked me in as well yeah. as... Yeah. The Freddy movies are kind of a perfect litmus of all the different kinds of horror movie because the first one is legitimately a scary fucking movie. I mean, Robert England is, yes. is the epitome of, of horror flicks. Right. Now, anything after Robert England, I, I, how do you do that? Now, you've had, what, eight or nine movies as part of the main uh, Friday the 13th pool, and then there was a remake that was awful where it wasn't Robert Englund, and they decided, well, you know what will make it really scary? Play up the pedophile angle of Freddy. Uh, yeah, which is now, like, the new thing. It's like, nah, uh, sorry. Uh, this is a character we just saw, you know, pop out of televisions and fly a broomstick. You can't go back to fucking pedophile at that point. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, I mean, if you look at, like, Friday the 13th, there, there have been so many different Jasons. Right. You know, so, well, so many people that played Jason. No, sure. And, and you know, when you want to really get into the weeds, there are those who brought a, a, a real sense of cool menace and interest to the character. And then there are others who just oh, sure big brawny guy in a mask. I will say I, I, I kind of stray from the pack of, of horror people. My favorite of the Friday the 13th movies would be The New Blood. That was the one in which Jason encounters a girl who is possessed of telepathic and pyrotechnic abilities. You can set I don't stuff recall on. that one. She's a psychic. And the last half hour of the movie is them fighting. And what's especially cool is during that last half hour, she knocks off Jason's mask. And with effects done by FX mastermind Kevin Yeager, we see Jason's face during the whole finale of the movie. And it's this cool Crypt Keeper tangled puppet face. Very expressive. Very neat stuff. It was a... <laughs> Not quite that bad. Oh. Hello, kitties. <laughs> now, you know what? I liked um, Jason... It wasn't a good movie, but a part in Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, God, John. That movie Jason is poison. Poison for our eyes. But when that boxer... When he knocked that boxer's he punches head, his off, head off, I never laughed so hard at a movie. When he punches the dude's head off, and, and you see the, the head go falling down on the building. And people don't get it. That's what I love about horror. Even shitty horror will still trade on some laughs. How do you it's feel still... about the end of Hostel 2? Let me tell you something. It was a Hostel 1? <laughs> I am a big fan, big fan of Eli Roth. He brought sex back to horror movies, and that's something that he deserves to be applauded for. I want more Cannibal, I'm just saying. However, Hostel 2 is just about perfect movie. Love the shit out of it. Or or Hostel 1 is. Hostel 2 is solid, but as a man who values the little mangled thing... What is a hostel? uh, Now, this is magnificent that you should ask that question. A hostel would be uh, basically free housing for backpackers uh, and travelers, especially in Europe. Because a, I'm a getting kind of hostile just, just listening to this. <laughs> well, it's about these kids. They're, they're, out, they're partying in Amsterdam. They're crashing at a hostel. It's recommended uh, to them that they go to this uh, special club where they meet these beautiful friggin' European uh, model women. There's wild sex and drugs. Wow. And it's all a cover to lead these vacationers to this death factory where people pay a chunk of money to torture, kill, do whatever they want to these idiot wow. kids. The first one is, is totally on point. The second one's a little uh, uneven. But the scene John is referring to may involve 
the lopping of a penis. Now, John, a lopping yeah. of a penis. That's not even the part oh, I'm talking about. Man. As someone who treasures what little penis they've been given, a special squirm always goes off when I see such penile disrespect. <laughs> But I will say that it fits that movie like a, a, a terrible bloody glove. So thumbs up to Hostel 2's conclusion. I, I honestly so, forgot about that part of the movie. So, what so were the you bloody talking about then? Ah, never mind. Come on. The very end. We, we'll like, walk like, away like from the, that one. The Bubblegum Gang. No. They're yeah. heroes for our time. Wait, wait. The Bubblegum Gang. Oh, there's a Bubblegum Gang. No, that sounds like, like some uh, gang that's going to rob a stagecoach. We're gonna. It's like oh, it's, it's even like better. The they are a gang of deadly children on the streets of Croatia who will murder you unless you give them candy. So we talking like children yes. of the corn well, kind of people. I yeah, mean, they're part of the, what I was talking about was when they. The, sounds like children of the corn, man. <laughs> yeah. We're, well, they are children who kill. Well, the, the similarities stop there. There was a lady who chopped the other lady's head off, and the kids played soccer the, the, with her head. They played soccer with it. Those, really? Those, that was so funny. The bubblegum gang. Yes. Now, I have to ask you, the facial expression on that woman's head, what was it like? It was the kind of head that was you retrieve and you keep for later use. It is was a, it like... Oh, shock. You know, shock. Oh, shock. shock. Magnificent beauty and reusable mouth. And when it, the kids it's, scored it's a something goal magical. With, with this, the head? Was she surprised? <laughs> like, very much so. Because well, that would be like a Disney flick. Imagine, where the head was like surprised. Imagine this group of kids that are so excited that someone chops their head off that they just start kicking it like a soccer ball. <laughs> but I, I feel you the bubblegum gang deserve their own movie. I think we need to have a league like it's that. It's an amazing We need to have a league, a fake head, by the Beautiful way. Croatian disembodied head kick league. That's fine. How, I'm how, down with it. But you know what? With this COVID age, let's do it. Who cares? <laughs> Oh, Jim, but you, but bye, and ultimately, thumbs and up. And I want different yes. facial expressions on this dummy's head. Of course, it's not going to be real. I mean, it could be. I mean, if you want it, but I'm well, saying well, there, there needs bother. to be a, a different facial expression as you're kicking this thing around the court. <laughs> so watch Hostel 2 if you haven't already. Watch Hostel 2. We have to watch Hostel 2. Yes. Uh, and we have to drink heavily, by the way, because by, I don't know if I can. By all means. I, I have to. Indeed. All right. Cannonball. Cannonball. Lakayam. Now, Keith, one of my favorite episodes of your podcast, yes, is when I you broke down the Superman Harvey Keitel movie. Did I say his name Actually, right? No, Harvey Keitel. <laughs> Not Harvey Keitel. The, the no. Jim Caviezel film. You're referring to Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Yes. And oh, like, is is that like the ride at, at Six Flags? It yes. is indeed. Yes. yes. Oh. Right. Because we should build rides in memory of a movie in which we take a, a venerable superhero, beloved from, from the day of our grandfather's time, and turn him into a fucking mass murderer. It's one of the worst movies ever made. And John here, in, he said to me... But that Superman of our grandfather's time killed himself, didn't he? <laughs> Poor Mr. Reeves. There's a wonderful movie about that with. Uh, well, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about Reeves. I'm talking about the earlier Superman. No, no, it's like the original. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, killed yeah. himself, and his ghost haunted the set after he. Is that right? Oh, yeah. See the things you find out on this podcast. Kaboom! Uh, but John and, uh, actually had said to me we we recently took dinner, and he said, "You know, my favorite episode of your podcast was, uh, you know, I'd seen that Man of Steel movie, and I thought I liked it." And you took I listened, dinner, and, and I, yeah, we, I, we, I, I listened to your podcast. Now, what dinner did you take? Hold on, I want to know what dinner you took. Well, we went to we went to Outback. We went to Outback Steakhouse, home of the overpriced, underfed beef. <laughs> you went to Outback. You went to Outback. Yeah. He took you to Outback. Did he pay? Uh, yeah, you know what? As a matter of fact, did. he did. You yeah. motherfucker. I left a tip. I owe son you. of a gun, <laughs> man. You owe me nothing, John. This is my gift wow. to you. Outback. My legacy. I like Outback. Call you Outback. You didn't even call me. 
You I'm, bastard! I'm, now, now all of our joy has turned to bitters. Bitters on my tongue. And he said, oh, I, I, what I had done, it, it was an, an effort to, to teach the world how to watch a film properly. Yes. And so we went almost <laughs> how do you, moment how do you watch by a film moment. Properly? Well, this is the problem. People are fucking stupid. People, people are you call, hold on. Are you calling me stupid? Listen. You have expressed. You call me stupid? You've expressed the desire to improve. That means you are not stupid. You are ready. You are eager and prepared. I am ready. Uh, really folks are incapable of forming their own opinion. Yeah, but who are you to tell me a movie is good? Because I think a lot of I am the suck. world's smartest man. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, their own opinion. Yeah, but who are you to tell me a movie is good? Because I think a lot of I am suck. the world's smartest man. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, my friend, I can break down. What did I say about Bill and Ted? If you enjoyed the other two and you don't have high expectations, go see it. But well, understand I think it's it falls short. I have a far more negative review for, to give of it. For a man of my age, you're looking it's for nostalgic. nostalgia. Of course you are, and that's why I'm saying you should go see it. You'll probably enjoy it. I'm Listen, I can't you, go see. It. I gotta see it in my in the luxury of my. Oh, when I say room. go, I mean to the couch. Oh, if you God. want the official Keith Reel review, it is a soulless corpse parade, and it broke my heart. Uh, but that's not what I'm going to tell you. What I'm going to say instead is, if you're just trading on nostalgia you will probably enjoy the Bill and Ted movie. And just as I said, Samara Weaving, America's Sweetheart. Did either one of you see the movie? It came out a year or so ago. It was called Ready or Not. No. Horror film starring this self-named Samara Weaving. Perhaps my favorite movie of that summer. She's a young bride. She's marrying into a wealthy family. Ready or not, here I come. Exactly. And this family, they are game builders... Game like how like like, like board, board games game board or... games okay and they have this weird ritual where whenever anybody marries in they have to draw and play a game before they can marry in is it like a game called life and the game well if life was imagined by Satan literally <laughs> so the game she draws is I think a lot of Milton Bradley games are by Satan well that's where the film comes from she draws hide now, who, and seek. who created the Ouija board the Ouija board was... Was it Milton Bradley or well, was it Hasbro? Actually, or? spirit boards were an old-time construct, but ultimately okay. Milton Bradley are the ones that put out the, right. the solid version. Because that's like by Satan as well. The, in its way. All right. Oh, well, now we're cannonballing. Cannon, cannonball. Salud. For Salud. All right. She draws uh, the hide-and-seek game. That is nothing but delicious. Which means the entire family attempts to kill her playing a, a house-wide game of hide-and-seek. An exceptional movie. Not enough people went and saw it. Go see it now, people. In the comfort of your own home. What's, no, a, sure movie, on Prime. what's a movie everyone loved that you hated? Everyone loved that I hated. I will give you the official movie everyone loved that I hated. Drumroll, please. Forrest fucking Gump. Oh. Yeah, no, I gotcha. Thank you, my brother. But listen, there were a lot of great clips from that movie. There are a lot of great memes. There are a lot of great, I don't know, what do we Not, call them these days? It, it's a wonderful corpse to pick over for entertainment, but when it comes down to it as a Laughing movie, it's like a piece a of shit. like a box of chocolates. Do you know what movie also Bubba opened Gump? that year? I mean, look at, you know. The, Pulp the, Fiction, Pulp a Fiction perfect fucking movie. movie. And instead, great. some mongoloid. Oh, very much. Dude, I wanted to fucking kill myself at that movie. You really like Pulp Fiction? Exactly. That's fucking, how good it is. That and uh, Natural Born Killers. I, I can I, understand. I wanted, fucking, I wanted to kill myself at those movies, I man. I can understand not it's being horrible. able to connect with Absolutely Natural Born horrible. Killers. Well, Natural Born Killers, they're showing the movie from the mind of the killer, right? Uh, that, that's... Dude, I fell asleep <laughs> on my birthday with Soderbergh. <laughs> we were at the movies, and I fell asleep because it was fucking horrible. 
Oh. Oh. Now, now. Oh, oh hold on. Horrible hold on. is not hold the on. word. Time out. I dropped F-bombs. Oh, yeah. No one caught them? That's it. Of course. Oh, I, I think I've been swearing since I came aboard. Well, that's yeah, that's way. For you, that, that's fine. For okay. us, it's, it's a whole trying to maintain swear. We put money in the jar. We now, the I think what I need to do is let Brandy... Brandy, Tell yeah. me what I owe the jar yeah, yeah, because keep... I know up until now I've dropped a few. I'm and I so happy that. that my presence has brought out vulgarity in the two of you. Indeed. I may, may, maybe I think it was the cannonballs. Well, I will say this. Anyway, I can appreciate you not enjoying them. They are weird. Uh, they are movies that challenge the modern moviegoers' yeah. mores. They are ultimately horrible you know, tributes to exploitation and to darker sorts of stories. So they're not for everyone's uh, taste. I'll, I will embrace them and make love to them before I will look at but, Forrest fucking Gump. Yeah, exactly. I want to hear more about why you hate Forrest Gump. Why is why is Forrest Gump a movie we shouldn't have liked? Oh well, John, I will tell you. Thank you. John. Who is the actor of Forrest Gump? Your boy, Mr. Tom Hanks. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> Wasn't he on Epstein's plane? I think he was. <laughs> I think he was. And you know who was on Epstein's plane? And for some reason, this is the grossest story to me. One of my heroes, animator Matt Groening, father of the Simpsons. Simpsons. See, I'm I'm a big fan of the Simpsons. Me too. Then we have Duff above us. And, uh, well, here's the story, and it's not too graphic, but because it, this story exists, it makes me kind of sick. One of the girls, one of the Epstein slave whores, put in her book that uh, Matt Groening was on the Epstein plane. And, of course, Epstein said, yeah, go keep him happy. And, and old Matt, you know, shy nerd that he was, wasn't, yeah. going to, wasn't going to have this girl go down on him. Now, so, what Springfield was he from? <laughs> That's the question. Was it uh, Springfield, actually, Springfield, Chicago, or, or Springfield, they're, they're, Illinois? It's Illinois. The The involved story was that if spiritually there was a Springfield, it would be Massachusetts. But it was based on Illinois because that was where some show from the golden age of television was based. And that was yeah. Matt's inspiration. Yeah. But when the Epstein whore went to Matt, uh, he would only agree to allow a foot massage. A foot massage. And she described the foot massage as being particularly ghastly. There was lots of lint in his toes. And she drew... Or would that be toe cheese? <laughs> and he drew a sketch of Bart and Homer on a case of hers. Somehow by... Number one, by avoiding sex, it's somehow grosser. Number two, welcome back to Pulp Fiction where we have a discourse of foot massage. Darkest soul... There you go. Samuel L. Jackson robbed of the Oscar. Very much so, robbed. my friend. Who gets it? Some idiot with, with dawning CGI legless effects? Was, no, uh, sorry. No, it was him. It was, Cap- it was, it was fucking no, Dan. No, you know who won? It was... Um, did, I thought it was Lieutenant Dan. No, it was uh, uh, Ed Wood. Uh, the guy who played um, Bella Lugosa and Ed Wood. Well, Ed Wood deserves all the love it receives. That's a magnificent movie. Well, what was, his, I, what was his name? Uh, it was, what's his face from, uh, it's only because I'm a little drunk that I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember It's that. the guy from Mission Impossible. So okay. you know what? We win. You have robbed me of a bit of my smartitude. We win. We win. <laughs> Martin Landau. Martin Landau, you're Kaboom, right. Kaboom, the smartitude look at, returns. Look at that. Martin Landau. Martin Landau won the Oscar over... Bela Lugosi. Oh, what? He won over Samuel Jackson? Over Samuel you're... Jackson and uh, Lieutenant Dan. Fuck Lieutenant Dan twice with a knife. I oh, hated that fucking performance. I hate you, Forrest. 
That's my impression of fucking Forrest Gump. So Thank Gary you Sinise, much. you don't like Gary Sinise? He's a fine guy. I, I just hated everything I think attached he's a great to that guy. movie. Yeah, he, sure. he's, he's, he's a great guy for our military. Boom. So, and that's what I mean. He seems like a Gary decent Sinise. dude, but anything attached... You hated everything Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump needs to drown. You don't like Bubba Shrimp? <laughs> Bubba Burgers? I, I now, do. John, Hold you on. asked me. You asked me. I do like Bubba Burgers. Yeah. Bubba Burgers are probably <laughs> the best frozen burger out there. I agree with you 110%. John did ask a question. Bubba though. Burgers are great. I will give you a little dissection of why I hate Forrest Bubba Gump. Shrimp, Bubba Shrimp, Bubba Gum, Bubba Doo, Bubba P, Bubba Dot, Bubba Boop, Bubba Beep. Does not give you a story or an experience, but instead tries to prey upon certain parts of the audience. So when we give a transparent story about the horror of incest to an audience, uh, okay, we're all supposed to cry like fucking babies when Jenny's throwing the rocks through the windows. Meanwhile, this is not a testament to the Hold human on. spirit. Wasn't there a bubble love sponge? Back there was a bubble like, love sponge. Back yes. in like the nineties into two thousands, he, he had a very successful career. Yes, he did. He, he took over one hundred and four too as yep. well, right? In Hartford, yeah, bubble love sponge. Anyway. And uh, whenever any movie just tries to prey on certain <clears throat> emotion centers of the heart and the head, it, it's not a movie. It, it's it's just a mercenary attack on sentimentality. And that is what uh, our friend Forrest Gump is. Gotcha. Life is like a box of chocolate. And I myself, I, now I, I may alienate some of your, your very PC uh, listeners, yeah, but I despise whenever this trope plays out in a movie or a book or anywhere else that the, the mentally handicapped are somehow magical and better than us. And that is definitely the central trope of... Uh, 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 Forrest Gump that there is some sort of magical innocence to the fact that this man probably needs help wiping his ass listen there was a scene in, in the movie where he was running down the driveway correct and the and all of America fell in love yes, yes. with his mindless brute strength because of the things falling off of his legs <laughs> Because he was all magic now. I ain't as crippled as I was now, cause I was a pure mongoloid. <laughs> Mama gonna sponge the blood from my ass cracks as the mighty metal falls away from my heathers and joints. Oh, Fuck you, Forrest Gump. Wow. And I, yeah, and and that kind of planted a seed. In its lightest term, <laughs> planted the seed of get him a body bag. Whoops. <laughs> Whatever that was, I find it appropriate. I'm sorry I broke up your Black Panther party. Yeah, I'm sure the Black Panther is very much well, appreciated. Why, why is it that they always win the uh, the Oscars though? Whoever plays the what? Because again, it, it, it's because a, it's Hollywood, man. It, it's it's a it, it's a wondrous popularity contest Absolutely. there's a lot to it and at its heart it's about marketing when there's a certain type of movie that will benefit from a Hollywood machine coming behind it and giving it that laurel it means that a larger audience is going to look at it after the fact it's all it, fake and, and, and it's all phony it, it doesn't mean a damn thing it's, it's all just phony, like dude. so much of it it's just an advertising tool that's all it's not a mark that's of greatness all it is. you want to know what the great movies are you ask Keith Field he will tell you what are the great movies? What are the great movies? Do you have a Rushmore great movies? Gone with the Wind. As a matter of fact, my I will tell you my favorite... Tombstone. ...general audience movie, are you ready? Probably. ...is... Grown Ups. ...Mr. Wes Anderson's film, Rushmore. 
And it's a word that has been bandied about quite a bit tonight for some Rushmore reason. Rushmore is a big word with us. Rushmore is a movie? Rushmore is a movie. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of an art house movie, kind of a twee hipster movie, but man, it, it hits every cell of my heart. Look at that. I love I it saw to pieces. It. You are far more enlightened than you thought, my friend. <laughs> Rushmore speaks to me. It comes from a very honest place. It rocks. There, There is such a, an art, such a craft to it. But if you want to then build categories, what is my favorite horror movie? Yeah. yeah that, that's another question you might ask. Uh, classically, my favorite horror movie is Dawn of the Dead, the original. Mm. A perfect horror film. Treads the line between general release and exploitation film, and it's got a lot to say. It's a magnificent movie. And you see Tom Savini, a young Tom Savini, cutting his teeth on magnificent special effects. All right. Keg, do you have a favorite horror movie? I have a series. Oh, Saw. Oh, Saw, right? Saw. Ah, I love Saw. I love there are Saws that I think are perfectly cool. There are others that disappoint me immensely. <laughs> oh, hey, listen, I, I get that. I totally get it. I totally but get it. But when you have 14 movies in your series, it stands to reason I, that's going to happen. I'm a fan of Saw. I'm a fan of Friday the 13th. I'm Friday the 13th rocks. Um... Oh, excuse me. Whoa, that came from the soul. That did come from the soul. <laughs> I like the classics, man. You know, the one thing that I've never gotten into is uh, Halloween. Never got into Really? It. Never got into the series well, of Halloween. my friend, let and me... And the H2O and all this other stuff. I will I tell never you, got into it. I will tell you this. In the spirit of bull and barrels, bumpkin, pumpkin ale... <laughs> I suggest that you make some time this fall and you watch Halloween 1 and 2. Those are the only movies you need to see. I speak of the originals. Jamie Lee Hooters, right? Correct. Jamie Lee Hooters, yes. John Carpenter's wondrous films. They are both Jamie Funbags Lee Hooters. The first one is all you really need. The second one is a fine accompaniment. It has its flaws. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Everything that has come out afterward, thumbs down. A modern horror movie that I love very much. They're House. trying so hard to re... Well, you, to, you, to duplicate. You can't catch lightning to, in a bottle. Exactly. And like exactly. everything else, it's just about hoping that a franchise has a built-in audience. That if you put out this movie, there are enough people that loved the movie that came before it, they're going to come see your piece of shit that in no way channels the same cool energy. And those first two movies, they're the ones that channel the cool energy. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses is a relatively modern movie that I, I would take a bullet for. I love zombie, the pieces right? out That's of that. Rob Zombie. zombie. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Devil's Rejects, same thing. And oh, he's I, got a lot that of crazy I like, movies. I really like that. Yeah. And, he and don't forget Dee Snyder. Dee Snyder jumped into the bag as well. Strange Land was, was his movie. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, while I didn't particularly care for that, it did put him on my radar and make me say, you know, maybe Dee Snyder isn't just a has-been. Maybe there's some cool stuff there. And he does have an affection for horror and other things. That is one guy that, that reinvents himself yeah. like every day. Whatever he needs to do. You know, money, that's good. Yep. You know, I ran into D. Schneider at Vincent's one time. I believe that. He Did be he drive a backwards Japanese van? Uh, no. No. He, so your friend Roman remains the most interesting person you've told yes, the story about. Yeah, but please true. continue with your D. Snyder no, no, story. No, no, no. He used to be on the radio in Hartford. Yeah, correct. And um, your buddy, right? He was number one behind. The Sheik. The Sheik yep. was... Uh, they own the coffee shop over in Shelton, right over here by Vincent's. In Huntington Center, yep. So D. D would come down and... Hang out with Joey. Yeah, hang yep. out with Joey. And, yep. and uh, I was walking into Vincent's to deliver a little bit of ice cream. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, D. Schneider yep. walking out with a pizza. I'm like, yep. oh, shit. <laughs> D. Schneider. And, did, uh, did you chat him up? No, no. He strikes me as the kind of guy that would be cool with being chatted And there was up. another time I went with Craig Gass to Mohegan Sun. Well, Craig Gass. Thumbs up to him. And eh, whatever. <laughs> I'm a stern person. I, I venerate him. And 
I was standing next to Craig as Craig's bullshitting with D. Schneider. Yeah, yeah. And he's looking at me like, who's this fucking kid? Craig never introduced me. <laughs> of course he did, because he's a douche. Craig never boom, introduced boom. me. Boom. Oh, John. Come no. on, Craig. Introduce me. Huh? Just say, hey. Because don't, don't make me feel awkward. Because if you were I part understand. of his clout, he, he would have nothing. I know, I know. I, I like Craig. These are, these are powerful words. I know. You had to speak up for yourself, John. What a cannibal. Craig Gass. <laughs> you know, uh, never mind. I don't know. So we cannibal. Um, are we going into a solid, not solid coming up, or yes? Let's uh, we'll, we'll do a solid, not solid. Let's take a pee break. Exactly. I'm, I'm holding it in. Urination. My my, my I see your eyes are, turning yellow. Yes. Uh, your eyeballs, man. Your eyeballs. I just went to my gynecologist. Speaking of the vagina. Oops, I, I didn't mean to press that. Hang on, I was looking for a song. Didn't you though, John? <laughs> didn't you? I think you did. <laughs> speaking of the vagina. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take. A, we're having a blast. Keith Phil is a blast. He knows his movies. Hello. Time to spray a little yellow. And we're gonna take a pause for a whiz, and we'll be back. Here's a tip. Do not eat the yellow snow. Who is this, Johnny B? It's just a Marty Ray project. I like it. Smooth. Covering the master. It is. The man who paved the way. <laughs> For Eminem. Now, when you think of Vanilla Ice, who do you think of? <laughs> who do I think of? The Turtles. Oh, amen. It's all about the Turtles. I think of Matt Knight. Oh, yes, of course. Our good friend Matt Knight. I think of Matt Knight. Home Brewer. By the way, we have a big Home Brewer event coming up on the show. Stay tuned for details. Dude, that's going to be fun, man. Yeah. That's going to be super fun. <laughs> There's also a homebrew uh, competition coming up, homebrew fest or something like that. Really? I, I, saw, I actually saw it. It's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in Milford. And where will we be next week in Milford? We will be at Dockside. Dockside for Oktoberfest. For their unveiling of their new Oktoberfest New Oktoberfest, indeed. Yeah, it all yeah. sounds very impressive. And if you run into us, we'll have stickers. What time are we going to be there? One o'clock, right? Five oh, I'm sorry, five o'clock. I was off. Good work, John. Yeah, that was good. Five o'clock. awareness. So ah. if you're going to be there at five o'clock or six o'clock. No, we're going to be there at five o'clock. Or 6.30 or 6.45 because uh, we only have a two-hour slot. Uh-huh. So yeah, five o'clock between the hours of five, five and, and seven. seven. Well, Come we'll, see us. We'll give you up. stickers, magnets, high five, handshake, elbow, whatever you want to do. Indeed. Now keep elbow them. Have you been enjoying the beers so far? Keith? I have. It has been a magnificent adventure. Uh, if in the name of, of pluggery, you want to plug something, I, I will give a, a treat, a surprise to the 
crossover the time has come audience an announcement that will only come here and not on our actual podcast an unveiling this will reward the the gangles of the world who have ventured down this scary road to learn what happens when mork visits the good people the vocabulary, I got to say, I'm 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 just taken by the vocabulary. The gangles. Of happy days. What is the gangles? Oh, gangles is a, a sweet young boy. He's a, a fan of the craft beers. He is one of our, our super fans of the podcast. Oh, okay. So that having been said, I shall announce here on this podcast beer, man, beer. that within the next two weeks, you, the general podcast audience, will be able to order and purchase a copy of. The official Time Has Come miniature war game. Oh, so fun. Indeed, a tabletop combat game designed, written, produced, and created by yours truly, Baby Keith Field. Uh. The name of this product is, in fact, Truck Zoo Blood War 2000. You are a huge nerd. The details of ordering said board game will be available in a variety of different sources. But your special prize, my devoted listener, for listening to this podcast is the knowledge that soon you will be able to combat in miniature between a battle for the dominion of the last truck zoo standing on a scorched future earth. Four great heroes shall meet in combat. Who are those heroes? Warriors with names like Crank the Ape. Oh. The Polka Dot Ninja. The Ayash Man. The Ayash Man. And perhaps most importantly, Boy Chef Ghost Hector shall meet in bloody combat in the squared circle, all for the wicked amusement of Keithfield, whom you shall pay nine ninety nine for the privilege of purchasing our starter set. Nine ninety nine. That's all practically free. More details will follow. This is your gift for listening to this explosion of beer and wonder here from the lands of Shelton. The lands of Shelton. So let's review our beers, man. What do we start off with, Kate Kittles? <laughs> oh, man. We start off with the Boo Berry Donut Wheat Ale from Fallen Timbers. Nothing but magnificent. Thumbs up from the Keith side of the table. That would be solid. I would say See, solid. See, we're, we're well. going solid, not solid. So this is your terminology? Solid, solid it is. is. Solid it is. Johnny B., what do you think? I would definitely say it is a solid. I love those guys, man. Fun people to hang out with, and definitely we're going to be brewing beers with them soon, too, right? Yes, we are. The, the taste, the nostalgic taste of that cake donut with the blueberry, the color was magnificent. Yes. I mean, the, the purple of the beer, I w- I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Super fan. The brewmasters of 1475 uh, Prussia would be very proud of the donut flavor you were able to inflict upon that beverage. So mm-hmm. big thumbs up there. Solid indeed. Uh, I agree. Totally solid. Now, we had a beer that we are going to re- remain anonymous. That was the cat oh, shit. The, the cat oh, shit. the bag of cat shit. Yes. 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 The smell of trash. We smell, it smelled like trash. We will not speak of this no. ever again. It was not solid. That waste was liquid at best. <laughs> it was quite liquidous. It was, it was brutal. It was absolutely... It was a dia- diarrhea beverage to be sure. I, I would not feed that to my worst enemy. No, no, that was awful. It was gross. But we also had the pumpkin, the country bumpkin pumpkin. From Bull and Barrel Bull and out Barrel, of Brewster, New York. we love. It was... You know, again, with the whole pumpkin season, it's pumpkin spice and everything nice. This was all about the spice. Not yes. so much a pumpkin. And I can I can 
I can say I love it. And it pairs well with a cannonball. Indeed. Using with that a, whipped cream cannonball. Yeah, a little whipped cream cannonball. It today. is delicious. Put another one over the deck, would you, lad? Tricky the girly vodka. And, but right. again, to use your terminology, solid indeed. Indeed, yes. Now, Keith, um, there are few movies I want to ask you about and just give me a quick in conclusion I'll give you a bullet point bullet points yes. why we should yes. love or hate these movies yes I will tell us why we should love or hate the film he's thinking he's percolating I, I, I got I got the picture I know you have mind. it Johnny what are you thinking Captain Marvel you should neither love nor hate Captain Marvel it is a serviceable but bland entry into the superhero field that whose importance has been overblown due to a marketing machine that would have us believe that if you hate it, you're some sort of monstrous incel who lives in their parents' basement. But the fact of the matter is, it offers very little to flush out, improve, or evolve the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is it the film itself, or is it the, the action? There's just nothing to it. It's just a very bland, straightforward movie. Oh, right. That does not make bland. Any, doesn't make many brave choices, doesn't reinvent the wheel, and, and barely manages to entertain. And when your actress then goes on television and attacks the built-in audience for that franchise, oh, maybe no you say, good. fuck you, bitch, and avoid the movie altogether. <laughs> I was unaware of that. Pretty oh, very much so. But please, John, give me another that you'd like to How about quick... Uncut Gems? Did you enjoy Uncut Gems? Uncut Gems I didn't particularly enjoy. As much as I enjoyed Adam Sandler's wonderful nubile girlfriend, there was just something a little too manufactured about it, but I loved the way that movie ended in such a way that I will give the entire film a thumbs Don't do up it. high pass. No, I thought you were going to give out the ending. No, spoiler. no, no. The, the conclusion was enough to salvage the movie and earn it a, a mild thumbs up from me. It was a slow burner. I, I will give you that. Mm -hmm. But the ending, magnificent. See? And you said you're not a movie yeah. guy. You understand exactly what I'm saying. I'm an Adam Fandler guy. Yeah. I'm an Adam Sandler. What, what did I say? Adam Fandler? Adam Sandler. It's all right. You got a little lispy. You got a little reverse van. That's all right. I'm a fan of Adam Sandler. So Back an Adam school. Sandler fan. That's it. Good Did you like the Growing Pains movies? The what movies where? Not Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Grown Ups. Grown Show ups. me that smile. Uh, no. Yeah. No, I do not. Yeah, yeah. Keg loves the Grown Ups. Grown Ups. <laughs> That'll be one and two. Uh, here I am sitting on what is essentially a comedic podcast, and I will tell you that I will lose a few points when I tell you that I generally am not a huge fan of comedies. If I do enjoy a comedy, it has to be something weird and surreal, like a Tim and Eric kind of thing. And I, yeah, that's my comedy field. If, if things are just too obvious, if it's such a fart jokes and fat guys going down water slides, it doesn't really. I have growing you. pains in my head now. <laughs> Thanks. Outside. Don't waste <laughs> another minute on your crying. I, I thought that. The right, best... We got to end this thing because I got to go kill myself. Ah. Boom. <laughs> in the name of suicide, let it end then, my friends. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Summer. Yeah, after the, the, the wondrously firework-inducing don't kill yourself, John, you might have wanted to go with something a little more upbeat. Cannonball. <laughs> That's a little more fun. There we go. And what about that cat with the very upbeat kind of music? Or you want to not use him tonight? Nah, this is good, man. Alright, take three. I love this cat.
Well, every evening, when all my dears were pursued, I call my baby and ask her what should we do. I mention movies, but she don't seem to dig that. And then she asks me, why don't I visit her flat? And have some supper, and let the evening pass by. By digging records, which has a groovy half I say, yeah, yeah. And that's what I say, I say, yeah, yeah. And that's what I say, my baby loves me. She gets her feeling so fine, the way she loves me. She makes me know that she's mine. And when she kisses, I feel the fire get hot. She never misses, she gives it all that she's got. And when she asks me if everything is okay, I got my answer. The only thing I can say, I say, yeah, yeah. That's what I say, I say, yeah, yeah. And that's what I say. We'll play a melody and turn the lights down low so that none can see.